What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Ask Vince. Uh, we've had a little hiatus uh, from Ask Vince, and I'll explain kind of what happened. So I own four companies, Kiss Marketing, Gabriel Fitness, Grid Athlete Performance, and Fitness Business University, our mastermind and consulting business. Um, we have employees or team members that kind of straddle some of the different companies. Some work in one of them, some work in two of them. <laughs> the guy on the phone with me ends up working in all of them. Um, so it, it's it's a it's a benefit, but it also comes back to bite me once in a while. So Matt, the young man who I used to record these Ask Vince episodes with, was the marketing assistant for Fitness Business University, and he got stolen for me. It's stolen from me by those bastards at Kiss Marketing. And uh, Matt has a very strong expertise in in CRM management. Um, the the program we use called Convert Cloud, which is a CRM uh, sales and marketing CRM. It basically fields all the leads that you get from your website and Facebook. And Matt has like an extreme background in in that stuff. So um, we were we have so many gyms on using the CRM. We needed a full time person just to do that. So the sons of bitches stole Matt from us and Matt literally stole him so much that the dude's moving to Texas. Like he's not even staying in the same state. They're moving him to San Antonio. They're shipping him out um, and moving him out there. So hence why um, we have not been recording the Ask Vince's. I haven't had a co-host until today. And so um, my new co-host is Tom Leonardis. Tom, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good, Vince. Okay, cool. So that's what, that's that's all you need to say. Okay, let me. I'll introduce Tom. He was a little nervous about coming on here, and you know, he's like, "What do I say? What do I do?" I was like, right, "I'll lead. I'll lead for you, as I always do." Um. So Leo, uh, I, I wanted to do these podcasts with Leo. Well, I mean, I I say I wanted to do them with him. He's got one shot to have a good showing, and then if it sucks today, he like he's never invited back. So just know, like, if you're listening at home and you want to like. You know, throw Leo a bone and send an email saying, Hey, that was really awesome. You should have him back again. Um, or you can be, you know, a not nice person and be like, Hey, never have that guy on the podcast again. So, um, but what I, I love uh, doing these, I thought I love doing these with Tom because he's got a vast experience in the fitness industry and he was a trainer. Yeah, he was a trainer at a gym called Workout World, which is now called Jersey Strong. He was a trainer at Equinox, and he was also a trainer, or he was a manager at uh, a physical therapy company and hybrid physical therapy fitness place. Uh, who will who will remain nameless? <laughs> right? We don't want to start talking shit on a local New Jersey company. Um, so. So he came in with a vest and he, I hired uh, Tom to run GFP in, in, the, in the pandemic in 2020. Uh, we had a lot of turnover at GFP, like most did. And you know, I needed someone to come in and help run the business. And I brought Tom in and he did a great job. And I knew that he had a sales background and um, he, uh, I needed someone that could sell uh, because I was kind of off trying to keep the mastermind afloat. I needed someone that could stimulate sales and he, did very much that. And he proved himself so much um, as a salesperson that I 
Uh, you see how this works for a circle that I stole him from GFP and brought him into the mastermind. And now he's the salesperson at, at the mastermind. So now he doesn't work in GFP anymore. He comes, comes over to us at fitness, but you see how it's very incestual, how it all works. Um, so now he's full-time with us. He also does a lot of the coaching for some of the gym owners uh, as well. He does a lot of the stuff over at KISS. So he's kind of my Swiss army knife where he does a ton of stuff. But I wanted to have him on to ask me the questions. But also I believe that there's possible some smart things that he could say um, to add to the podcast because he does have so much experience from not only a trainer background, but also a management background and specifically a sales background. Um and uh, he's he's spoken at our seminars before. Uh, he's spoke at the most recent seminar in uh, San Antonio and did a very good job and got a lot of good feedback. I was a little nervous; his head was going to explode because he got so much feedback. Um, but um, so he does have some speaking experiences as well. Um, so with that, how was that intro for you? That was not bad, huh? No, that was pretty good. I'll give you that. One. Yeah, you feel great right now, don't you? Yeah, I feel good. My head's a little bigger than I was before. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that, that was enough. That was enough. Don't speak too much because you might kill you. you might hang yourself, you know, by speaking too much. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to do a very similar structure um, as what we did with Matt. And um, Tom has um, and now I so so this is also the question is, is he is he Tom or is he Leo? And his his name is is Tom. His first name is Tom. His last name is Leonardus. Um, but I always call him Leo. So that's kind of what uh, I will refer to him as, as uh, you can, you know, take your pick on what you want. So Leo's uh, prepared three questions for me. Um, I very quickly glance at them right before we come on the podcast. I don't like study them overnight. Uh, so this is kind of my off the cuff advice and feedback on this. I do a little bit more preparation for the other podcast. I really think deeply of what I'm going to talk about. Um, I wanted this one to be almost like I was getting a question asked to me at a mastermind meeting or on a mastermind call or something like that, because I wanted you to get what I would say and what I would answer in real time. Um, that's hence why I don't really look at the questions uh, very long ahead of time. I do need to look and every once in a while, like I would be like, that's a stupid question. Don't ask me that. Um, and Matt would have to go back and change the question and stuff like that. So I'm sure I'll do that with Tom um, as well. So uh, without further ado, Leo, do you want to say anything before you ask the question? Your acceptance speech of that really great intro? No, no, I, I don't want to hang myself. So I'm just going to go right into to this. Um, great, great decision. I, it is, right? But at the same time, I, I, I'm reading the question and I actually want to change the question. So that's <laughs> no idea what the hell I'm going to ask you. Um, so one of the things I do is I talk to a lot of the mastermind members and a lot of the times I, I come up with answers and questions in, in real time, just like Vince is doing here. But some of them are... are I kind of want to know the deeper thoughts into what should happen at certain times. One of the questions that I've been getting a lot is basically my offer is going really, really well right now, right? My, my, my front end offer is going great. My cost per lead is down, but I do know I want to offer a black Friday deal. How do I know when to actually do that? And should I do that? Yeah. So it's not a universal thing. There's not like a right and a wrong answer here. And I think that um, a lot of times people, you know, think that they can't have more than one offer going, right? And the reality is that you completely can. There's like different channels and different frameworks. There's a whole different crop of people that are on seeing your Facebook ads that are also getting your email. So I don't think it's like black or white. And I actually like the two offer split. I like the whole lead lead generation magnet type offer 
where you have something running all the time on Facebook that is just there. You don't really change it too much. It's just there and it's generating leads. And then you have another offer that's more of your like time sensitive, deadline driven offer that gets people to come in and do something. Um, so I do believe that that is a great strategy to have multiple offers um, going. Um, that being said, I think that Black Friday is kind of like a great opportunity to be an all hands on deck thing, right? I, I so I, so I do think that like Black Friday is a time where it's like people are just programmed to buy, and if you do Black Friday right, it could be very very lucrative for your business. So I think I think in this case, yeah, I think it's a great thing to because it's remember Black Friday doesn't last very long. I mean, there's some people that are doing the whole Black Friday month. Which, you know, I've never done that before. And I, so I can't really speak to what that's like and how that works and doing a whole month of Black Friday. But I do know that part of the question was, should you offer like a pre Black Friday thing to the, to the list? And I think that's a great idea. And I know uh, I've done that in the past and Hashi's done that in the past. And really, you know, you're having a Black Friday deal like and say it's going to last like a week, right? I think that your Black Friday, I, I don't, I don't think it's, I think it's almost kind of silly to do a one day thing. Like, I think it's like, you know, if you're going to do it, you either do it for, you know, Friday through the weekend and on Monday, or you really do it for the whole week. I think just doing it on one day is probably not, I mean, we're not like target where we're just going to get this huge rush of people. I do think that it should probably be run for a minimum of, of, of a week. That's, that's how I would structure it. Um, but you can, let's say you're running it for a week, you could do something. And it kind of, as I'm recording this podcast, you know, we should have done this one a while ago, right? <laughs> so if you're, if you're scrap, if you're listening to this and you're scrounging, uh, maybe we should actually release this podcast as we recording it today. Um, but the reality is as, as you're, um, you know, leading up to the Buck Friday, it could be like very early in November, you can send an email to your list and just say, Hey, just want to let you know on starting on the Monday before Thanksgiving, we're having a Black Friday deal, blah, 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 blah. Um, would you like more info? Right. And basically what that's doing is that's giving people an opportunity to get in early. And you're kind of creating this thing of where you're you're saying, hey, I'm only going to sell so many of these. It's only going to be offered this. Do you want to get in before the rush and things like that? And that worked very, very well. We got a lot of people that would respond to those emails. Um, I think it's a great thing to do via email. I don't think you're going to probably do that with your ad strategy, but I think you can definitely do that with your email, even on social media um, as well. You could possibly even do that with uh, some individual reach outs and some phone calls and things like that. I mean, that's what Tom, I think, will add a lot of value to this podcast with talking about how um, effective the individual reach out has been, whether that be through text message, whether that be through phone call, but, you know, I don't know, maybe you, you know, find your, you know, top 50 people that used to be clients. And, and sometimes like Kennedy always talks about the, like a reason to respond. Right. And that's what black Friday is. Black Friday is just a reason to respond. And I always thought like, Oh, you know, our market's really sophisticated. They don't do Black Friday deals. And that that that's not true. Like we've had clients that are really high net worth people that came in on Black Friday deals and have been clients for like five years, 10 years um, from our Black Friday. So I don't, I don't think it's like that. I think people are just, it's like a thing. It's just programmed, you know, you're just programmed to buy stuff. 
you know, around Black Friday. And I often have thought too, um, no, I've often have not thought I've saw um wives that saw the Black Friday email and bought it for their husbands. Right. Mm-hmm. I did see that a lot where they would get the email and they'd be like, oh, this is perfect to get Johnny started. And they would buy the Black Friday deal. And there's so many different ways to do it. And I think that, you know, we're too late in the game to to do it. So, uh, but that's some food for thought. I think that you, yes, you can do an early Black Friday thing. Um, but I think if you are going to do it, you know, go all in, go all hands on deck, run an ad, do email, do social, push it hard for, you know, one to two weeks and I think that um, you probably can, you know, get a lot of people and and you will be, it depends on what your offer is, but I know we, we, for many years did a $49, um, a 30 day trial for 49 bucks, right? And normally we would charge like 297 for it. We charge 49 bucks. And there was people that bought it that never actually redeemed it, right? So you will probably get that. There will some, be some people that do that. And your job is just to keep following up with them, you know, until they come in, but I think a Black Friday thing is is a viable thing to do. I think you should probably, you know, have uh, some type of presence on it. I think it's just another reason for people uh, to buy. And I and the other thing is too, I don't think you need to like reinvent the wheel on what the offer is. Like Black Friday is just another thing to get people in the door. It's not that you need to create this whole new thing, like. If you do a 30-day trial, just make your Black Friday offer the 30-day trial. Just make it a different price or make it a different, you know, call it, you know, 28 days instead of 30 days or four weeks. Like, right, just you don't want to, like, screw up your whole operational process, right, with a new thing from Black Friday. No, just keep it the same. Just change the wrapper of it, and I think you'll do pretty well. Perfect. But would you do anything for internal use to your current members? I know we've done in the past at GFP where we did some paid in full to just influx cash flow. But what would you recommend now, knowing that what you know versus everything else we've done? Yeah, you could do that. And there, I know there are some people that you know. I think the next question is is a lot to um, is more of a cash flow type of question, right? And if that is an issue, and you do have a good base of recurring revenue, and you do have clients that you know have net worth that can you know, easily pay 5,000 bucks for a year um, for some type of a discount. Yeah, I think that that's something you can do. I think you you also can do, you know, the Black Friday sales on gear and supplements and stuff like that. You're not going to make a ton of money with that stuff. It's it's so funny. Like, you know, I, I, I think that everyone should do supplements and do, but I think it's very like everyone is like almost like on, you know, uh smoking drugs <laughs> with how much money they can actually make with that stuff, right? If you have a hundred clients, like how many people are actually going to buy supplements? Well, not a hundred, right? There's only a small percentage of people that are actually going to buy them and the margins on it aren't great. You sell a tub for 60, you get 30, right? So let's say you get 30 people out of a hundred to buy it. What is that? 900 bucks a month in profit, right? So it's like, it's not like a ton of money, right? And that's why I love, this that's why I'm putting so much into this grit program, right? We're licensing the grit program because the grit program is an offshoot and something you can sell to the same people that you've got, but it's the opportunity to make a lot of money, right? No one, I, we make 20, $26,000 a month on grit. Okay. On average over the year. Okay. That's what it averages out to about 26,000 a month. There's not a gym in the world that's making $26,000 a month in supplements. 
right? Maybe there is, like maybe in Australia or something like that, where they like, you know, I, I don't know, like, and maybe like a big box gym that does like massive volumes, but I don't believe there's a, there's a, there's a small group training gym like ours, like privately owned, that's doing $26,000 a month in supplements or any other ancillary service, right? Maybe if you start doing Botox, like you start to really get like some make make some money, right? But but the real and that was a joke, Leo. By the way, you're supposed to see, see Leo. So here's how this works: if I say something <laughs> dumb like that, you you your face needs to change. Okay, I said that, and you acted like I was like saying. So understand, Leo. If you're going to be a good host, oh boy, you have to you have to make me feel good as I'm saying these words. You understand that? It's very funny, Vince. Okay, I good. It. All right, good. <laughs> right. So no one's selling Botox, I don't think. Um. But you know what I'm saying? That's why I love the grip program so much because it's an ancillary kind of service. It is a little bit of a a heavier lift than say sell supplements, right? There's more work to do, but I mean, shoot, it's, it's 20 times more money. So, so I'll take (laughs) it, you know? Um, But anyway, I don't know where we were going with that, but that's. We were talking about grit and just kept going that way. So it's fine. Um, So the next question is more about like what's going on with a lot of the members too. And uh, one of the things that keeps coming up is, is cash flow, like we were discussing a little bit, which is why I brought it up on the last question. But um, a lot of clients have been saying like August, September, October, would be pretty rough on our gym. And it seems like I'm not alone in this experience. What have you done or what would you recommend doing to help with retention and to get a bump in cash flow during this time of year? Yeah. So I think I think that people also need to recognize likely why. Now, it's not everybody, but it is a lot of people. I have heard this before. Um, th- there's all kinds of shit going on in the world. If you haven't looked up, right? There's wars in all over the world. There's all kinds of stuff going on. There's pandemics still hanging around. It's just it, the, the economy's in shit. It's election time. It's just like, I mean, if you like bottle all this up, it's just like, well, of course, like if you really think about what's going on in the world, like, of course, all this is, is, is happening. So now that doesn't make it, you know, not, you can't not try, right? You got to understand, you got to still run your business. There's a lot of this stuff that's outside of your control. And the reality is you, what you don't want to do is, you know, just rest your laurels on, oh, well, the world's fucked right now. So we're just going to like put our heads down and hopefully this will pass. No, like you got to keep working and you got to make changes to your business. And um, the first thing, here's the first thing with cash flow: you, you, you need, and if COVID taught you nothing, you need access to cash, right? Even if you don't have a lot of cash, you having access to cash is just as good as having cash. It's not just as good, right? But it, it will save your business. So you need to go to your local bank. And I've said this a billion times, right? In my articles, in my emails, my podcast, go to your local bank and get a line of credit. For as much as you can get, go get a freaking line of credit. So if you do run out of money or your cash does get low, and that's that is like that makes people anxious. Like when your cash goes down, it makes you anxious. And and when you get anxious, you don't make good decisions. And so what you have to do is you have to set yourself up in a situation so you don't have that low cash anxiety and start to make dumb decisions of that. You know you have some kind of a backup, right? Now, the interest rates are typically you know, they're not great right now. Okay. It all depends on how you get your money. And then I am not a financial advisor, but I tell you from personal experience, 
I went through to get a line of credit for all of our companies, right? We have four companies. So we needed, you know, always to have, make sure we have a lot of excess cash on hand. Uh, even though we do, this is a backup for it, right? Um, because I know that another COVID could come out of the woodwork just very quickly, right? And so I went to a local bank and then I went to my investment bank and I was able to get a much better rate through my investment bank using my own money as collateral um, to be able to do that. So you have to, you know, like look at all the different options. You don't just go to your local bank. It's like, oh yeah, you can have money. Here's a hundred grand at 17% interest. It's like, no, uh, <laughs> you want to, you want to probably like shop around and see what you're going to get. But I would, I would a hundred percent, you know, do that. And that's, that's not, that's not a salt. That's a backup plan. That's something that you should just have to have. And what you don't want to do is get to the point where, oh my God, I have no money. Let me go out and get a line of credit. That's not the right way time to do it. Like you need to do it beforehand so you can have it and know it's there that if you do run out of cash that you can draw from that. Okay. Now, if you do need cash, right, you can go back to what we were talking about before. Um, the fastest way to do it for a big surge of, of cash um, is to do a paid in full option. Now, understand what you are doing. You, you are taking money out of your own pocket, right? Mm -hmm. And so you do have to understand that, yes, you're really you're, – you're not making all that money. You're kind of almost borrowing it from yourself, right? That's kind of what it is. Now, that can serve a purpose, Right. Because it can reduce anxiety, but understand that it's really not like new money. Right. But that is a way to do it. And I'm not going to get in the mechanics of, of how to do it. It's pretty simple. Um, offer your members a small discount. You don't need to do a big discount, a small discount to pay the membership in full. And I look at that as like, you know, not like a last, last resort, like, but something that you, there's other things that you would try beforehand before you did that, right? The best thing to do is go and market your way out of this, right? That's the best thing to do. And the way you do this is through higher price things, right? So how many, how, how many people does it take for me to make a million dollars? Well, I can find a million people to pay me a dollar, Right. And I always mess up the math on this. Like I get a, a hundred people to pay me $10,000. Right. Is that right? A hundred thousand. Yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, you get the whole point or I can find one person, two people to pay me $500,000. That's an easy one. Or I can find one person to pay me a million. Right. And if you want to make a lot of money, you want to do something that's of higher value. And that is the fastest way you'll get there. And so, you know, the, the holidays are approaching, and I think this is a great time to take and find five clients to do some kind of a high-end one-on-one executive training package or something like that, right? Where not only could they pay you either $1,000 a month, you could charge them. Um, and I did this, I can't remember, I think it was like four or five years ago, Um where I kind of almost randomly did this as an experiment. And I got a guy that was, I knew he needed really help. And I reached out to him and said, Hey, I want to work through this year. I, I want to, I want to be your coach this year. I want to help you through. I knew he was having some personal problems. I knew he needed to get fitness. Um, and and I, here's my offer. I was like, it's 25 grand to work with me for the year. And I was like, you're going to pay me now. You pay me 25 grand. And 
I'm going to work with you, you know, one-on-one. I'm going to do, you know, you can go into my gym, you get the small groups, you get everything, you get me once a week, we'll do a call and blah, blah, blah. And I just created this whole big program and wrote a check for 25 grand. Right. And so, right. And so you can think about something like that. It's like, like, there's a, there's a way to do it. Right now. Are are there 50 people that are going to do that? No, there's not. There's maybe one, there's maybe one person. And maybe it's not 25 grand. I mean, I'm in an area where that kind of money is not a lot of money for people. Like that guy's health is way worth to him is worth way more than 25 grand. Should have been thinking about that for the last 10 years. Right. But he's kind of just got caught up. Um, But at the end of the day, it's just like that is a way to make money fast is through thinking about this. And that is why your cash can't be too low, because if your cash is too low, you're never going to think of that idea. Right. So hopefully I just gave it to you. But if you're always thinking in this scarcity mindset, if you're always like, oh, then your brain just gets shut off and shut down. And so that's why you have to always protect your cash flow and protect your cash and have cash because you, you get stupid as you as you get poor. Right. As, as your cash goes down, you, you make worse decisions. So you have to understand this. And I know this from experience because I've been here before and don't think I haven't. Right? Don't think that I've recorded this podcast. And just because I'm here in the position I'm in now that I haven't gone through periods of low cash flow like I have big time almost. I've had periods of no cash. Right. I, all the, the story of me and, and, and breaking out of my business and really kind of getting to the next level, learning business skills was in 2010. After I came out of the gate hard and I did really well, and I um, I had a lot of cash and I bought my first house and I took all the money to get by by my first house, which is stupid, right? All the money I had, I drained my gym's bank account and I bought my first house. Like what an asshole, right? Um, and then, well, but at the same time, we st- for the first time we started to slip. We started to slip. We 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 weren't getting as many new clients in. We had a little bit of turnover and stuff. And like, it was just all of a sudden, it was like this perfect storm. And I looked at our account. I was just like, what the, what the hell? Like I was used to seeing like six figures in the account. And all of a sudden it's like close to zero. And I remember standing in the parking lot with my best friend, Mike Waldron. And I was like, who wasn't my CFO at the time. And I was like, dude, like, I, I, I have no idea what I'm doing here. I don't know how to manage money. I was like, I know how to train people, but I had no idea what I was doing. And I remember how scary that was and how scary that felt. And I didn't have savings at the time. Right. If I ran into cash flow problems today, like I have savings that like I'll be able to lean on. Like I didn't have anything at that point. Right. Nothing. And so it's not like my business bank account was going low, but I had a bunch of money in my pride at zero, like nothing. And so um, I could have sold my house, I guess. Right. Um, but I've been there. Right. And sucks. And you don't make the decisions and you don't sleep on yourself. So you have to make some of these moves beforehand, like the line of credit, like charging enough money. We didn't talk about that. Right. So so the, the, the time to deal with the cash flow is not when the cash is low. The time to deal with it is now and make the good decisions on your business. And that is having a line of credit. And that is making charge sure you're charging enough money for your services. And that is making sure you're not getting silly with expenses and having a too high of a payroll. Um, and, and that is making sure that you have a marketing plan that's always going and never stops. Um, so all these fundamentals are built around keeping your cash flow strong, even when there's times of economic uncertainty. Um, but going back to like what you can do, um, those are a couple options in terms of the paid in full with from your current members or 
ringing the register and finding, you know, one to two people that can buy something of very, very, very high value to get you a lot. Because, because think about that 25 grand, you would have to find 25 people to pay you a thousand bucks. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. So um, it's another way uh, to do it. So uh, just understand that, that this is, um, this is a very important thing to protect. And that's why it's so important. That's why I love Mike Waldron so much from Carmel Valley because he he writes the ship for me. He he makes sure that we're financially strong and financially stable. And I dude, I don't know what I would do without him. Like I I really don't. Like I, I know a lot more than what I used to, but still, I mean, that guy is like, you know, an angel on my shoulder that helps keep me connected to the financial side of my business. Because at the end of the day, like I'm a business guy, but I'm a trainer first. Like, right. I'm a trainer that's turned into a business guy. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, sometimes I can revert back to bad, dumb trainer habits. Right. Um, so that's why you need people like that that can be the realist. I mean, a good financial advisor is like you, you, you nickname them um, the, the professor of harsh reality. Right. That's kind of what they are. They're the, the, they're the person that tells you the truth. Like Mike Waldron doesn't speak in emotion at all. He just speaks, <laughs> speaks in fact, like he doesn't like, like, so when he tells you the numbers, it's just like, you know, oh, your attention, you know, I thought we were at 3%. He's like, no, no, you're, you're at 5%. No, you're, and then he just stops. It's like, no, you're at 5%. And it was like, there's no more to say. Like, you're not at 3%. You're at 5% attrition. And he just stops. And it's just like, fuck, can't you just like keep talking or something? Like, it's just like, no, it just stops. Because, um, but it's like, it, it is important to have people like that in, in your life. He serves that for me. Um, definitely look him up. Carmel Valley Financial. Um, my best friend in the world, Mike Waldron. He's the best. That's okay. my, that was my, uh, my favorite weekly Thursday email to get from Mike, knowing where we are, where we need to get to and what I have to do to get there. Um, one of the things too, that we do at GFA, at least I did when we would do the, um, paid in fulls is I would always count that person. I have to find another person to replace that EFT draft. So even though they're paying in full, I'm replacing that person with someone hopefully longer term too. Yeah. Because, because it goes away on your EFT, right? So if you, if you have like five clients that do the paid in full for the next 12 months, you don't have, you know, and at GFP, they're, they're paying 400 bucks a month. So five people that's two thousand dollars a month that you're losing off your eft you know well i wanted to make sure i padded that before we would do anything now it's just the same five people every year do the same thing every november so they're always they're already replaced so it's pretty yeah. easy yeah we just did it a while ago and they love to just do it so we're like fine whatever you know we did it in november in november 2020 is when i first did it here and then they've been doing it every year since so they've been paying we make twenty five thousand dollars extra every because it's a 500 package so it's five grand each up front Um, Last question I got for you is getting leads to show up right now is a major problem for us. That's across a lot of them, a lot of the businesses right now. Um, What can we do to improve show rates outside of the standard convert cloud responses? Okay. So, uh, and just for clarity's sake, convert cloud is the software that we use that tracks all of your leads. So it's basically a, um, a a pipeline, right? And you can go into this pipeline and look at all the leads you've got from, I don't know how far back it goes, um, but it's a it's a very clear system of, of tracking all of your lead flow. It's a very, very important part of your marketing. Very important. Um, 
so I, I think people got to understand the, the first thing that they got to understand is not all leads are going to show up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that is like, that, that is the first thing you need to, to understand. And I, I've said this many times, but there's a Dean Jackson talks about the study um, uh, from the data handling inquiry service. And basically the math on it was out of a hundred people, typically 50 buy and 50 don't buy out of a hundred people that opt in for something um, about 50 buy and 50 don't buy. Right. And so you have to understand that probably 50% of people are not going to buy, right? That's the first thing you need to understand. Um, But of those 50%, the study went into of the 50 people that buy only 15% buy in the first 100 days. Right. This is what the study said. Right. So 15% of 50 people is only seven. So typically, based on the statistics and based on these stats, and Dean's a pretty smart guy, and I follow what Dean says. Right. Uh, and Dean didn't even make this up. This was like a very, very big, big study that was done. Um, so seven will buy in the first 100 days, leaving 85% of people which is 38, I believe in this 38 is uh, 85% of 50 is 38. Um, I think, right? That's right. Yeah. Um, That's not my thing either. <laughs> uh, no, no, it's sorry. 43. It's 43. 43. It's 43. Yeah. Yeah. Where were you on my fact check, Leo? Jesus. You got to read three questions and check a couple facts. That's all you got to do today. All right. <laughs> I didn't know that I was involved. <laughs> yeah, 43, sorry. So it's 43. So 85% are going to respond or buy, sorry, are going to buy in the next 100 weeks. And so I, I think people like, when I learned this, I was just like, holy cow, like we're doing all the right things right away. You know, we got the 21 day follow-up sequence. We're calling them and texting them in the first three days and blah, 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 blah. We're going hammer, hammer. And no one's better at this than you, the understanding this, Leo. Right yep, yep. of 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 knowing what you need to do immediately in the follow up, but what you really got to understand is that there's got to be a long term play. There's got to be a long term play of what you're doing to follow up with the eighty five percent. Because think of how much bigger that is. Like last time I checked, eighty five percent is a lot bigger than fifteen percent. And so do you, you have some, most of you probably have stuff in place to focus on the 15%. So the getting the people in right away and you do it well, hopefully, right? Um, but what do you have from a long-term perspective? And this is where things like the nine word email comes in, right? Where you send um, emails to people every 60 to 90 days, asking them a specific question, all of that stuff. But even it makes, it, it makes the case for a really good email newsletter. Right. It yep. makes the case for like having really good content that goes out every three times a week that has a super signature at the bottom that has specific offers every time. It, there, there are 85% of, of your leads this month that need to go into some type of a process. Um, and it should be a combo of regular newsletter, you know, type things with offers and a combo of individual reach outs. Right. And that's what Convert Cloud does really well. It kind of helps you manage all those contacts. It's like, all right. Who opted in 60 days ago that hasn't come in? Let, let's follow up with those people. Let's pick up the phone and call them. Let's send them a text message. And all that stuff can be automated in Convert Cloud, which is really okay. beautiful. Um, so I think that's kind of what you got to really understand. You got to understand that not everyone's going to buy, 
Not everyone's going to come in right away. Um, but there is a large percentage of people that will come in eventually and you need to be there. Right. And that's the other thing too, is like, you know, they're probably just not going to magically buy. Like you probably got to be there for them to buy. Um, and then, you know, there's some tactical things that can be done to improve. Like one of the things I love um, to improve the show rate is uh, because I do think a lot of people, they have a conversation with somebody, right? And this happens to us every once in a while, right? This happens to us the other day, right? Some jerk of a gym owner talked to you on the phone. We set him up with a call with me and he just ghosted on the call. Like, you know, probably just a jerk and that's why I didn't show up. Right. But the reality is, or he had something going on. I don't know. He didn't, he didn't respond ever again. So it's, it's just like jerk category. Right. <laughs> um, but, 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 you know, but, but, but there, you do have those uh, points in time where someone, you have a good conversation with someone and all of a sudden they're just gone. They just ghosted. You're like, what the hell? We had such a good call. And like, how did you not show up? Right. Um, so one of the things that I love to do and teach the, our guys in mastermind this is to do the selfie video. Right. And the selfie video is like, man, that is like if someone doesn't come in at their selfie video, they're like really an a-hole. It's just like, oh, you took the time to send them a selfie video and 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 they're still not gonna show up. So all it is is like you hold up your phone and just talking to the phone and be like, Hey, it was so great talking to you today. I'm so excited to meet with you next week. You know, I know you got your got your setup for this time, this way. Um, if you have any problems, just, you know, um, just hit me up. If you need to cancel or reschedule, just let me know here. And I'm really super excited. So something like that. Right. And so there's little things like that, that you can do. Um, I, I do think it's important to do what the doctors do. The doc, the, the medical professional does this really well. Like they have nailed follow-up where they send you the automated reminders and the automated texts, your appointment is in 24 hours, your appointment is in one hour. And they, they do a really good job of that, but it's very inhuman. So I do think that you need to do that, but make it as human as possible. Right. So it doesn't take that much more time to make a really canned shitty message from mind body that says your appointment is in one hour and change it to, Hey, first name, your appointment's in an hour. We're super excited to meet you. We got all our hands ready to, to, on deck to help you change your life and blah, blah. It doesn't take that much longer to create a message like that with some personality. So I think that if you want to improve show rates, you can go outside of the standard canned your appointment is in one hour responses and make it more human, make it more personable. So they're like, oh, this is like these are real people. These are cool people that you know I don't have to run away from because you know I feel like they're going to try and sell me into a 10-year membership. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I I agree, and I think that there's a stigma and around. Oh, I'm glad you agree with me. I do, I I do, I do agree, but there's a stigma around gyms that when you call them on the phone, there's they've always been kind of beat to submission by the box gyms. They don't really understand what right you guys are actually what we are actually doing and be able to provide for them. So when you actually get out of that canned response and you actually do have this emotional connection, they do end up showing up and they do that, end up appreciating. That actually is a good point. Um, that every person that you um, are selling to, they are bringing their baggage with them um, from other other gyms, right? So if they've gotten sold, uh, if they've had a trainer where they like, you know, didn't get results, like understand that they are bringing that baggage with them and that baggage is coming as resistance. And that is part of the reasons why some people don't show up. I'll give you an example of this. So my driveway is on a hill. Right? It's a pretty steep driveway. And there was one winter where it got really icy and I was walking down the hill and I slipped 
And dude, I'm telling you, my legs went in the air and I fell right on my back. And I was like, I felt I like got it, had a concussion. I was like crushed. Right. And I will tell you this, no matter if it is bone dry in the middle of the summer, when I walk down that driveway, I remember that moment every time, every time bone dry in the middle of the summer. I remember that moment, right? And that is understanding. That's very dramatic, right? But that is understanding of this. Someone went to a nutrition program or Weight Watchers or something, and they did this, and they starved themselves to death, and they still didn't lose weight. Like, they're coming in to your gym with that. So you do have to be ready and understand that part of your job is to bring down that resistance. And one of the ways that you can do that is by showing that you are human, that you are a person, that you are friendly, that you are, you know, going to help them, um, you know, change their life versus just be another, you know, bad experience that they had before. 100%. And the one thing I always do now and um, on the, in the mastermind presentation, I did a whole like secret stash of stuff. And one thing I say at the end of every call is like, listen, if I honestly, you come in and we, we don't usually feel like this is going to be a good fit. I'll help you find a gym that might be better for you. Just yeah. a guarantee to help them feel that rest assured that they're in the right spot. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We're calling risk reversal, right? Old Dan Kennedy risk reversal. Like we're just trying to, or Jay Abraham was more of a risk reversal yeah. guy. Um, but yeah, just bringing down the possible risk because that's why people are afraid uh, of signing up for this stuff. But, um, but yeah, I, going back to question number two, I do realize the climate is tough right now. Elections are tough. Um, wars are tough, bad economies are tough. Like, but you know what? Like, you're tough too. Like, you own you own a small business, yep. right? And most of you listening to this have been through COVID nineteen. I really hope that there's never anything more difficult that you'll have to go through than COVID nineteen, right? And you've already been through it. So whatever you're facing today, if you're listening to this and you're you're in, you're anxious about cash flow or anxious about the uncertainty in the world know that it's very, very likely um, that it's never going to be as bad as COVID. But if it is, you're ready. So hang in there. You guys are doing great. Keep up the good work. And uh, Leo, do you have any final words of non-wisdom? Hopefully this uh, wasn't terrible and you want me to come back uh, next week. <laughs> I'll, I'll let I'll let you know in a week. I'll let you know in seven days, right before we're about to possibly record the next episode. Um, so you'll have seven days to think about it. Great. I'm so glad I get to ponder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, guys. Good job. We'll see you later. What's up, guys? Thanks so much for listening. Do me a favor and go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. This way you'll get notified when we get new episodes come out. And if you really, really loved it, I'd truly appreciate it if you left us a five-star rating. So thanks so much. If you're looking for more free stuff uh, from me, head over to vincesfreebook.com. You'll get a free copy of my marketing book and just head over to vincesfreebook.com and I'll send you a copy. Thanks.